All right, welcome back to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast, episode number 130. We had a little bit of a, the 131. a break. 131, that's it. Well, see, because we had a break, um, I'm forgetting where we are, man. I mean, we had a break podcasting, but we never stopped drinking coffee and having conversations, there do we? No, there's never, there's a, never break a break from coffee. that. There's no. absolutely um, never a break from the coffee or a conversation for that matter. Um, we're, so. a little, we're a little bit, I was sort of having a moment yesterday thinking about the podcast and um, thinking about how we're sort of, uh, while I was waiting to pick my kids up, the sun was shining. Yeah, right. I was having a moment. Okay. And, uh, you know, sort of thinking that the podcast is really about reclaiming philosophical inquiry for like, you know, us average Joes. Yeah, well, reclaiming it back from the academics. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Reclaiming it for the people. It's the people's science, isn't it? That's you know? right. That's it's right. For, it's about... Um, and I think... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, the, the best life. How do you live the best life? Or, and it's that... I feel like the, space, the fact it? that um, philosophy has really been kind of taken over by the academy a little bit, just... It's a little bit done a bit of a disservice to humanity as a whole. You know, we have all, you know, this whole kind of crisis of meaning and, you know, people I getting to a point. I think it's maybe only taken over by name, though, because people still philosophize. But I think people feel shy about calling themselves a philosopher because they'll be thinking academic philosopher. But that's true. I think discourses take place all the time, political ones, spiritual ones, life ones. People are always having that sort of conversation. But I think it's what you're saying is how do we make it bring that back to people to claim okay? that as yeah, part of yeah. Yeah. philosophy, which is the you know, the love of wisdom. Um, and yeah, so I mean people are doing it every day all the time. But we just don't give it that that label and kind of distance that discourse from the sort of academic it's philosophy. Su- I, I really feel like it is such a intrinsic human need. You know, I feel like it's on Mas- It's got to be part of that sort of yeah. pinnacle of Maslow's yeah. chart because you know you do sort of find it's the belonging that, piece. The com- and conversations create belonging, don't they? But so. also the meaning piece yeah. because definitely, like you know, and I think everybody's life sort of goes in cycles like this where you get to the point where you're a little bit busy or you haven't had time to step back or or you find yourself in a circle of friends where you're just having slightly more um you know just chit chat and and conversation that never really gets below the surface yeah and that's sort of great and sometimes that's what you really need and sometimes with too long of that it's it just gets really boring or frustrating yeah, so, I think um, so. And, and I don't remember if you remember Christopher Phillips, and he was trying to bring back sort of the philosophy to the people when he created the Socrates cafes. Right. And he sort of created a, well, it was, uh, it may be still going, um, just creating that movement of, I mean, if you go, if, if the website's probably still active, but if you go there, Socrates Cafe, essentially, that was what he was wanting to do as well, and actually. So bring it back. And then, he, you know, it gives like an outline for, how Socrates would have had discussions, which is around asking questions and then trying to find um, yeah. places where that doesn't apply. And then just, but dialogue basically, yeah. is it? it was having yeah. that, that dialogue um, and trying to um, make it safe for people to do it consciously, although they do it quite regularly anyway. I sometimes go to one, which I guess it's modeled off of the Socrates Cafe and Rugby. And yeah, they right. meet, yeah, they meet at a pub. It's right. Used, Actually, yeah. yeah, it's, it's quite cool. We used cool. to go to one of these in Cambridge as well, yeah. sort of conversations about stuff. So I suppose these kind yeah. of conversations, really we've been yeah. searching them for a long time. And the fact that podcasting is now so much a thing, then, yeah. you know, it the opens cool up that space. That, um, you know, we, like we do with this, the podcast is that we create a space to sit down and do it. So while you do do it over the water cooler or, you know, you drive and eat, but this we like carve out. So it's like a ritual, doesn't we? Carve yeah. out a conscious space to to come and have the conversation in a deliberate sort of fashion, yeah. um, which I think is which is maybe something that's missing in that degree. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think you know, and I think um, you know, unfortunately, most of the messages we're getting from the culture around us is about staying in the superficial. That that is where happiness is, and I think that you know that dissatisfaction that's sort of lying underneath the surface and niggling can sometimes be just a, I haven't taken time to, you know, go a bit deeper with, with some of the things that really matter to me. 
Although there will be people that say one, well, at least I get accused of you think too much and who has, like, I got well, too much time is, on my hand to be sat around talking this about This is my thing, stuff. though. Exactly. <laughs> this is my, this is my thing is got the, whole, the whole importance of reclaiming that as an important investment Mm. of your time you know because it's like oh you know it's a waste of time or it's not you know you're not producing money or you're not producing you know the things that society says we're supposed to value but actually what's more valuable than wisdom or just knowing what has people's attention well the other stuff so i don't know (laughs) know. you could argue not our not our attention you can argue that that's more important that's what's got people's attention i know we're we're rebels and we're trying to reclaim and we're trying to start the revolution i'm not a rebel and get them all (laughs) to come back um i'm just a simple girl having her coffee and thinking (laughs) about things so Um, was mao and so was a whole bunch of other rebels they were just simple (laughs) farmers or whatever decided you know no more Stuff, something's got to change. Yeah, all right. So, You're all right. starting the revolution. Yeah. The no, philosophy, I'm the I'm philosophical s- rebel. I'm starting the revolution. All right. Yeah, man. Well, um, if you're listening and um, you haven't joined our newsletter yet, then that's an awesome place to get a weekly sort of ping in your inbox for what the show's about this week and, you know, little, yeah, subscribe little as bonuses. Well, I would say, because there's, yep. there's some big changes happening with Apple. I don't know if you watch their okay so itunes need you to subscribe now yeah definitely subscribe but they're actually getting ready to spin off when it probably will happen in the summer so you know like everything is kind of in itunes the music the podcast yeah, right. the, so then have the apple tv is going to have its own app oh i see um, podcast while well, there is a podcast app that's going to have its own it's going to come out platform, of yeah. platform mm-hmm. outside of um itunes yeah so um, help us out subscribe yeah so i mean i think but that if you want if you want more in the yeah. in your inbox then get it in your inbox yeah. get the oh and how do you get the newsletter you go to havanacafesessions.co.uk and you hit the button yeah well yeah throw your email in there and and away yeah. you go yeah so yeah so that's so, good now, yes. you had some you had a question from for this week yeah for this so week, yeah. my my um thing that i want to talk about this week is really comes back to a fundamental what is what does spiritual mean? So um, it started off because I had a question from someone that's in my newsletter for my writing, for my for my fiction writing, and I had sent out um, an email newsletter to that group, saying, um, and I've just lost it, um, so that's helpful. But basically, saying that. Um, the practice of peeling back the layers of things that are holding us back or are are obscuring who we really are. And maybe those include like the stories that we tell ourselves Mm. is a spiritual practice. And, you know, it's something that, that can bring us back to a deeper part of ourselves that we can sometimes feel like we've lost. So in response to that, um, I got a question back saying, is this really a spiritual practice or is this just about like trying to be a better person? Right. So, you know, it was a great question. It's the kind of the question that makes you go, okay, I still think that I stand with the idea that it is a spiritual practice because I thought about that before I wrote it. Yeah. But, you know, I love that kind of conversational, like it, when you're in conversation so with someone, it really just makes you kind of question and think through and okay maybe I, you know yeah so yeah. my question i guess back would be is spirituality separate from being a person well so okay here's so so basically this is a question that i mean everybody is going to have their own thing on right like spirit is not something that everybody recognizes as separate kind of aspect to human living so you know we have our physical body and we have morality and emotion and all that kind of stuff and you know so I was talking to the friend that I went on the Camino with and we'll, we're going to do a whole mm. kind of thing about that but um, I was walking all last week with uh, my best friend who's a secular humanist and also um, often identifies as an atheist and so basically she was um, just sort of explaining about what where the overlap is with science and 
um, atheism? And is there a place like in secular humanism, for instance, for spirituality and the spirit? Mm. So all, I suppose all of these different kind of, I don't know, spiritual associations or, or ways that we think about thought ideas that we yeah. identify with are, you know, people are going to have different ideas about that. But um, yeah, I, it I just, guess yeah. part of the question then would be, well, what do we mean and how are we defining spirituality? So in my head, when you, when that's the question, um, when my aunt, my immediate answer to that person would be that actually it's one and the same. So being a, you know, peeling back the layers, working on your yeah. spirituality is becoming a better person. It's the same thing. But I guess that's how I would, that's my initial but response what she's, to it. But I think what she's yeah. saying is if you don't believe like that there is a spiritual aspect to humanity. Right. And this is where we're getting to now in terms of, well, let's define spirituality. Right. Look at the things that you do to build your spirituality, and they're very human things that you do. What's the underlying process of making that a better practice? I think also then makes you a better human. For I instance, yeah. take some time to sit down and you can call it what you want meditation, contemplation, thinking, doesn't matter, but you're sitting still. And but is it, but, but I think her question is. Mm. It's not for her, perhaps, and I, this is yeah, me yeah. now putting words in her mouth know, that yeah. she hasn't said, but there is a question of like, perhaps this is only about becoming a better person. This is nothing to do with any kind of spirit yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, so is, the, so uh, is there then the idea that there's a spirit and a soul versus is it becoming a better person? Because I would yeah, say, yeah. yes, it is just becoming a better person, whatever label you want to give it. But if her question and yeah. which we can address here is is there a such thing as well because spirit, i called soul, it a spiritual practice a and spiritual she's practice, yeah, yeah. And, and and so what are you defining as a spiritual practice well, so i do think that there is there's obviously sort of a realm that we have titled as morality that's like how do we relate to other human beings mm. other creatures in the world and you know, this, I, I suppose, is sort of based on this idea of things that are good to do and things that are not good to do and that there's sort of a shared humanity and, you know, all of the things, compassion, kindness, yeah. like whatever. But is morality and spirituality the same thing? Well, no, I don't think yeah. it is. And I think that um, there are a lot of people who I would say claim to be very religious and would maybe call themselves spiritual but I don't find them to be very moral. Right. So, you know, I don't think that they go together like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. You know, absolutely. You know, so, so there's that aspect, you know. And I also think that there's plenty of people who, are, who don't have any kind of sort of spirit, you know, association with spirit. Yeah. That if you're if you're an atheist, you know, my one of my friend's fathers is an atheist. So if you believe that this is all there is, that we are evolved animals yeah. and we will, you know, things will be over when we're dead. And this is all there is. And, you know, all the questioning is just, um, you know, habits left over from our overdeveloped brain, hmm. then um you can still very much be a moral person because you're committed to humanity, not... You you're still confusing me now. I don't know if we're talking about spirituality or morality. I'm, sa I'm, saying, I'm yeah. saying even without spirit, you can still be a moral person. Yeah, but how are the, why, why, why are you using moral and spiritual together? I'm saying that they're different. Right, okay. I'm but saying so, that they're different. I'm yeah. saying that you can have one without the other. Right. So if we park morality, for instance, so I want to get back to what is spirituality. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what is that? That that, you, that your lady's querying, you know, is it better person or is it being spiritual? And I'm trying to understand what is being spiritual or spirituality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, for me, there is a thing that is different about connecting in with a level of consciousness and a level of um, awareness that is not about other people or, or morality, but is about 
what I would term a realm of spirit. Right. So spirit is what? Well, this is hard to define. Well, that's all right. We'll take a stab yeah, at it. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> take saying. Take a stab at it. What is it to you? I'm not asking you. For I am. To, I am telling you yeah. what it is to I me. I want you to define it for everyone else. What is spirit? I am defining it and for myself. to you. What I'm saying. I'm saying when you kind of go inside, yeah. there's a there's a consciousness yeah. that is present that I have felt and experienced. That is maybe an awareness that is on a different level from what we normally experience on a day to day that I would term realm of spirit. Right. And what is that experience like? (laughs) (laughs) You're just trying to. um, I'm trying to understand. (laughs) Well. This is this, there's a great thing. I wish I could I could find it. So let me see if I can pull it up. There's a great thing that um, when there's an overlap of sort of you know sort of deep physics, like physics that you can hardly understand, yeah. awesome physics and spirituality. You know, and I love those conversations. And and basically, um, if I can find what I was reading earlier. This, um, oh, here it is. This Nobel, um, Nobel winning physicist, Wolfgang Pauli, says that um, the fact that religions through the ages have spoken in images, parables, and paradoxes means simply that there is no, way, no other ways of grasping the reality to which they refer. Um, and he says that this doesn't, but it does not mean that it's not a genuine reality. So I think the hard thing about spirit for me is that it's that when you come to define it, you're trying to define something that is is beyond form. So you're trying to fit it back into a box of words that don't exactly, you know, fit it. So um, (laughs) hence the (laughs) hence the difficulty. I mean, I guess it's interesting that this question comes up at this time that you're asking because I've kind of made a shift from um, while I'm playing with a different idea of consciousness and it's also have has me shifted away from spirituality okay in the sense of of it being an other thing or something outside of self Whereas okay, it's right, something yeah. internal that doesn't exist outside of you. Right. Um, and the connection with, if you want to call it spirit or consciousness, comes in the form of the five senses, that language of the five senses. And then as you take things in, mm-hmm. you create some meaning with the things that you've taken in through these senses. Mm-hmm. And then you have a feeling or an emotion and it affects a behavior. But everything is happening inside of your mind. Whatever you denote as spirituality right. happens inside your head. You experience it right. inside your, inside your, inside of you. Right. And so I'm I'm kind of in that space now. Whereas I, I have been in places where I think, where I've thought that yeah, spirit is something that's bigger than us. Right. Um, and that we're trying to find our way back to that space or reconnect with this thing that's, that's outside that's of you. outside of us the force that kind of thing right um and i've also held views where um that that the spirit stuff is the thing that's real and that this is less real but it's just an incarnation so so that in other words i'm saying everything's in our head but maybe it's the other way around that all of the things around us is spirit and this is just an aspect that of a form that we take in order to interact with ourselves so right. that whole idea of you are me and i am you and, yes. and we're all together and we're just aspects of the same thing right And because of this super intelligence or whatever that we have, and we're just bored, so we've created this world and these different versions of ourselves just to entertain ourselves. Um, And so I have, I have entertained that idea of spirituality. But where I'm at right now is, yeah, it's it's something that's um, because it was interesting because I was um, I, I had a choice between 
where I'm presently at. And then someone was talking about being spiritual and spirituality. And I just had a sharp um, aversion to that. Okay, say more about what they were talking to you about. Um, well, they were talking about consciousness okay. and the one spirit and and all the all of that bigger thing bigger than self and awakening consciousness all that kind of stuff right. that you associate with spirituality no it's not wrong it just didn't feel well it was just a aversion to it and i was like yeah it was a rejection i rejected it where in the past right. i probably would not have in fact um the person that they're exploring the spirituality with is ken wilburn you know mm -hmm, he does mm -hmm. this sort of integral um, theory and spirituality is a big sort of spiritual philosopher yeah and then she's all into that at present right um yeah so it was a total rejection on my part and and in fact yeah um and part of where i'm at now is just uh, for me is this whole idea of experimenting and playing with different beliefs and thought systems so mm -hmm. at present it is what comes in through the five senses and what do we do with that and playing with the imagination to enhance your or my enhance my experiences right. so you know Jung was big into active imagination others have um been about mythic imagination i know we probably talked about a touched on it a little bit mythic imagination and ages and ages ago yeah yeah um but all of that in relationship to enhancing the experience that you're having now, almost right. a present day, be here now type thing yep. versus some far off place, future thing that you're trying to attain or um, being influenced by stuff that's happened uh, yeah, to you Yeah, I mean, past. I think that that doesn't necessarily sit at odds with a lot of people's interpretation of spirituality. No, I don't think so either. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I think it's so for me, it I was think, about reclaiming it internal yeah, as right. opposed to it being something external that I have to try yeah. and find or aspire yeah. to get to that you could have it now because yeah. it, it's, it's already it, there. It's already there. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I think maybe, you know, a lot of the shaman stuff that you've been into and stuff that does bring it outside of you, doesn't it? A little bit more. Whereas. I think that makes it internal as well. So shamanism was about the journey, isn't it? The journey inside of everything happens inside your brain. So when you're journeying, which is why you get your brain in the right mm. um, frequency, and then it's it's seeing with your other eyes that you already have kind of thing, but you're walking. Um, it's still making it see, spirituality seem like it's in a different place than where you're normally at, though, isn't it? Whereas what you're talking about is like do you ever see that um film stigmata yeah ages so ago. Yeah. you know there's so i suppose this is we're talking about starting to get into mystic christian um christianity but um there was this part that was like you know oh i'm gonna misquote it now but it was like um do not look for me in you know the churches or in yeah. stone and um whatever it was like lift lift you know a pebble i'm there look on the path you know like it was like i'm everywhere basically and like the thing so i suppose it's that that level of um connecting with spirit being everywhere inside of you outside of you in everything around you that but the i think force. but i think well but i think it's all that around you i suppose for me i feel like or I, I, my experience so far has led me to believe that there is um, a way that we can take information on, to like use your analogy of you take information on through your five senses and you process the story and you make meaning out of it and stuff like that. I think that a lot of times the things that we make, with the ways that we interpret and the, the way that we are taught to make meaning out of the things that we see is not necessarily the way that it is well that's a, that's a hundred percent true statement that's the whole point so that, that well but, but the problem is everybody takes in something and they create their own meaning so even from mundane things to bigger things we all so for instance us looking at this microphone here recording i have no idea what you're actually seeing and well, that's true. And, and, that, and to that. but then, you know, I think there's 
largely when we're walking around in our lives, there's a general agreement. I don't about think so. I think that's, I think, no, <laughs> there's a, there's a, we have a general agreement about what this is. We have a general agreement about the but stuff. But I don't know what your experience of that is. No, you I don't. know that we look at this and we're both calling it a cup, but I don't know what your experience of, of a cup is. I don't know what this That's makes right. you feel That's like. That's right. But and I don't know how it makes you behave and I don't know how it affects your beliefs. You do you do All know how I it know, makes me behave. You I know that don't. when you put something in front of me that looks like this yeah. with coffee inside it, that I am going to drink it. Yeah, what what emotions are you feeling? feeling when you're drinking it that's not what you asked though you asked about behavior but your emotions will affect your behavior so i don't know what i don't know the full i guess what i'm saying is i don't know your full experience with that cup you, no, no no you don't yeah. and nobody can ever know anyone's reality right. absolutely i'm with you but i think that we walk around most of the time as if we do yeah. as if we do as if we do yeah yeah so there's a sort of general consensus about a lot of things that can move us away that makes from us robots by the way i'm reading a book called conscious robots and that's his whole point where we walk around as if but we're all operating these programs but go ahead <laughs> yeah no i yeah. i mean that's right but then i suppose that for me is where the um i suppose that's where the spirit aspect comes in is like we can argue about um different aspects of how we experience this different or how we don't know what our experience is hmm. and all this other kind of stuff but for me one of the biggest um misconceptions about that we that we all take for granted in our lives is that when you wake up in the morning and you are in this like body that seems to act as one thing and seems to continue the same through time so that you wake up every morning in the same body, mm. you know, and you are, you immediately know your name and you know, you know, a lot of yeah. quote unquote things about yourself. Then we take those things to be who we are. And actually what my experience is, is that when you stop, I mean, and maybe we can even say, you know, in, in, kind of robot, you know, language, when you stop playing the programs, when you train yourself to, to still the mind enough where a lot of these programs stop running and who knows, maybe we can never stop all the programs, mm. but you can maybe stop some of them. And then what do you see? And I think most of us don't know the answer to that because we've never stopped long enough. And I think but for is me, it just another program, even spirituality? Well, I be don't know. Because again, I wouldn't know what you're our experiences of spirituality would even be different. Yeah. And, unless, of course. Yeah. Which is, I suppose, why there are so many different religions in exactly. the world. Exactly. But yeah. unless, of course, there is only one spirit, so the one taste idea, and that this is all just versions of the one thing that exists. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it could be that, but we'll never know. <laughs> that's a. That's well, we don't know now. Yeah, well, we can't we can't conceive of a situation in which we would know for sure, but we also cannot say that we won't know for sure because we also don't know that. Because that's a that's a I have you know why I have a hard time buying that one as in well I guess it's well, I guess it's time maybe time doesn't exist and all that other stuff. So I guess you can get into that. Cause I'm just thinking we've been around for quite a while, and if we don't know now, we're never going to know. This um, is a blip, though. Yeah, it could be a blip. Yeah, it could be a blip. I don't I don't know where. Um, I mean, I suppose that's yeah. the whole thing about paradigms is that usually you can't see out of the paradigm in which you're functioning. But so then I think about also the journey we've come. And so is this so where we're at now with spirituality and God and things like that? Is it that we just reached our limit of understanding? Because it isn't that long yeah. ago when we had Zeus and we had, you know, Athena, and we had all of them and they were just as real as any God that we have now. And because that's what we had. To explain, but then you always us. you always had um, a group of people who wanted a more direct experience of whatever spirit or sacred or beyond kind of thing. So that's why you get uh, the whole mysticism traditions and even established religions where you have God. But when you 
you know, there'll always be other people like, you know, there'll rebels. Be, well, there'll be people that want to know if there's more, but that's, but then. Or uh, know if it's true. Others would, you know, you would argue, you could argue that, but that's part of the curse of being human because we yeah. always want to know more. Yeah. We always, yeah. I was doing a piece of reading today and I think I posted a little piece about it. Um, and it, it, that it's a, a trick of your genes that we can't be happy. So we're chasing after happy, but your sis- the system of view is designed such that you will never be because you'll always want more. So I might have a religion, but I always want more. I want a direct experience. I have a religion and that was good and it felt good, but I want a direct mm-hmm. experience of God. Mm-hmm. And we can't help ourselves. It's like yeah, we're just continue to push. I mean, look at what the stuff we're doing with technology. We can't be happy with just having a simple life of chilling. We got to keep these phones. We got to keep making them faster. We got to keep making them smaller. We got to keep making better, them smarter. More is better, new is best. Man, keep, have you read my book? More um, is better, new is best. Yeah, but then we want to go into space and we want to go to Mars and then we want to yeah. go to the black hole we just found. We just cannot stop because you can ask the question, what's the point of all of that? Apart from that we can't help ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. So we're the, you know, yeah. This, so we're, um, it's a blessing and a curse of kind of being human, I think. And it's that, it's a, really, you know, I mean, I suppose Christianity has that idea that, you know, there's a bigger plan than we, for us, than we can conceive of, you know, and because um, of the whole tradition in which that belief comes from, then it's in that case. And for them, God that has the plan for Hmm. every individual and that even when things aren't as we would hope or expect, there's a belief that this is part of the plan. But I think there's there's what does spirituality do for you? Well just I mean yeah, okay. Um what does it do for me? That's a good question. I think that there is, I think that when, that, that, that there is a, a urge for more in humanity, and I think that that's right, that's, that's not wrong. But I also think that when we find a place where we fit and we feel that sense of belonging, there's also a sense of satisfaction that comes from that. Yeah? Like that at least like quells the urge to want more. So, so but then what, what does that do for you? So, if you so, reach that so space? basically I, what I, what that means, why I'm saying that I suppose yeah. is because I think that if our, if our true selves were nothing more than just what we have taken them to believe, then all of the, you know, trappings of modernity and whatever would would sort of satisfy in a way and for me they do not and I feel that even the people that it seems like they satisfy actually there's an underlying sort of and that's not true for everybody and I don't want to speak for everybody but I feel like the place that you want to reach how will I know? Yeah. I don't know. So you striving just because you're well, I don't feel that like I don't feel like I'm striving for anything. Okay, I don't feel so like what, I, I feel like why do you do what you do? Is it just because to pass the time? I suppose there's different things that we do in our lives to feed different parts of ourselves. And that for me comes back to I, I suppose this is just really difficult to understand uh, explain make because good? does it make you feel better do you feel at peace do you feel serene do you feel connected i mean if you and i know you don't like the word pursue but you're practicing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean um, so like you're there practicing is, to what end yeah there so when i, I go feel to the like there's been moments weights, yeah i lift the weights to get stronger right and to you know, I, stay healthy. For me, there have been moments in which I have felt true, like, belonging 
in in to, what? in to to everything around me and to myself. Right. You know, and I think we can feel alienated from ourselves as well. And so what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, how can one thing be alienated from itself? There has to be two things. One that is alienated from another part of ourselves. Do you know what I mean? So I just feel like what I experience when I start to unpack the story is the personality and I get back like, you know, on the yoga mat, for instance, or when I take time to just go, okay, I don't have to be actually anybody. I can let all the stories go. I can let the name and all the things I attach with my name go. And I can come back into just a experience of pure being that feels like a relief that feels like the right, like the right place. And you can't and have that all the time. Can you only have that on the yoga mat or uh, whatever? You no, I don't think you can only have it on the yoga mat. I think you can have it all the time, but I don't. And that don't because of because part of me still kind of buys into the stories, right? So you know, so you it's like the programs. It's like self. you have to, you know. It's yeah. sort of like, you know, it's sort of what I was saying on the, you know, the Camino about like. You know, we all carry around this backpack of stuff and whether we so think about that is... So it's a wound is what you're telling me. You're putting words into my mouth that I'm, I'm not, not saying. You I'm can listening. interpret what I'm saying that way, but that's not <laughs> well, what I'm saying. You said that you could have it, but you don't do it. But if you know how to get there, but you don't do it all the time. But who's... Is anyone making you not have it all the time other than you? No. Okay. So when you want it, you can have it. No. Because someone stops you? No. Okay. Because, um, because I still am running programs. Yeah. You said I, so it's you that's doing it. So if you're yeah, still yeah. running the programs, can yeah, you stop yeah. the programs? I can learn. I feel like I can learn to stop the programs. Okay. But so, I haven't learned to stop the programs all of the time. So you're still trying to learn how to stop That's it right. all the time. So you are striving towards something. But I feel like striving is the wrong description of it. Well, I'm, I'm hearing what you're telling me. So what is striving? <laughs> striving you're Stri trying to striving is something. trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Striving, striving implies that you are here and you want to get there. So do you not want to get to... I, I feel like what I'm talking about is a unpacking. Unpacking what? Stuff that I've put in my backpack, programs right. that I'm running. Right. But yeah. how long does that process take? I don't know. How long is a piece of string? Exactly. So you could unpack right now. You could unpack the... I could. Backpack. I haven't managed it yet. I believe yeah. that's possible, but right. I have not managed that so far. Right. So yeah. you want to unpack the backpack. A goal is to unpack yeah, but, the backpack. Yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like you're being a bit facetious right now because I I'm feel not, like I'm you know. You. No, I feel I like you're being a bit of coachy because no, you no, know. I'm not, I'm not being coachy. I'm pushing. This is the reality. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying we create a reality. Right, in our heads. But, I, but you also know from yeah. coaching that someone can want to break free but can't quite see all the things that are that they are doing themselves yeah. that are keeping them stuck. And yeah. that is exactly the same. But it all happens in your head. Absolutely. But that's the whole the point yeah. of that is that space. And yeah. um, whatever name you want to give it, I don't even I wouldn't even call that coaching in that sense. I would call that No, no, no. What I'm saying is you see that same thing when you're coaching people just about something mundane like their business yeah. or their but their that's, that's the pattern of it. That's the humanness of us. That's how this crazy brain of ours work is what that is. Yeah. Um, I'm stuck in a human. Well, no, we're all. I mean, we have an experience, don't we? So, um, and yeah. I guess that was the whole my whole point about the sort of five senses and the things you're taking in, and then you wherever you're, yeah, you know, we walk, we can walk up these stairs, and both of us are going to have a different experience of what walking up those stairs, and so it just. It it's always so. You heard the saying that the the you know, we so we each create a, a map of the territory, but the map is not the territory but you're right. operating to a yes. map that you yes. created yes um and that map is going to be different from my map so our experiences are different yes but all of that is created with inside your head yes. so part of the journey for me is understanding that process 
and then deliberately manipulating, changing that, using the process to my advantage as opposed to mm-hmm. abdicating it to just what, let what, it how, Advantage happen. towards what end? Um, to authentic happiness. Okay. Yeah. How do you know that that will get you there? How do I know it will get me to authentic happiness? Yeah. Because you can have that at any... Like, what do you mean when you say, okay, so you've got this map and I know my map is different than your map and I'm going to use that knowledge to my advantage. What do you mean? Say more about that. So what I mean by that is you can change whatever experience that you want to have at any time that you want. If you know how to Because you know you've made it up. Yeah. Right. Because you know that you can manipulate... Right. How you interpret, interpret and yeah. the stories and it, yeah, 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 and yeah. it literally changes your physiology. So yep. you're playing with the system. Yeah. Equally, you can be unconscious to the fact and the system plays you. So people will say, oh, that person made me angry. Right. Yes. Okay. I'm with right? you. So yeah. they're just being unconscious then. Whereas if they really think about it, actually the person didn't make you angry. You're brain because it's a super efficient tool has seen a certain pattern and said that pattern this is how you've instructed me to react when i've seen that pattern before which was to be angry so then the trick is recognizing just when just before you get angry what is the thought pattern that you have and then changing that right then you're not angry yeah and it's it's that yeah yeah, but at the same token Again, this efficiency that we have, um, the reason that we do make these patterns and we generalize and we delete and we distort is because if I spent every single second contemplating every single hundreds and seven hundred thousand yeah, yeah, variations so I have, of yeah, yeah, um, I wouldn't get anything done. But it's 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 understanding that that's what's happening. That you can use that in key yeah. moments to increase your authentic happiness. Your authentic happiness, the experience that you want to have. Um, yeah. If I want to be sad, so, I can so, be sad because I want right. to experience that because it brings me. You know, so sometimes. So how does that then connect with your understanding of spirit, whether that's. It is, it does connect yeah. or it doesn't. Like what's, what's your sort of thought on that? So and my thinking on that would be um, that, again, if you go into a place of authentic happiness or whatever words you want to use, it's how do I enhance the experience that I'm having? So whether I want to feel peaceful, whether I want to be serene, whether I want to feel that one with myself, um, if I want to call that spirit, if I want to feel connected to all the people around me. So how do I, how do I use the, the system and how it works to make that connection? So you got empathy. So if I want to feel mm-hmm. connected to people, I have to open myself up to feeling yeah. what you feel and what other people are feeling around me. And we start to develop this rapport and the empathy goes and there's a connection, which happens in church or religious things that you go to. Yeah. Where everybody gets into this rapport together and there's a connection and everybody's feeling the love. Yeah. Um, so, you know, spirit for me in that instance. So if I personify spirit or this mythic thing, so Star Wars does a really good job of it instead of creating the force. So it's a direct way of being able to, um, and I always hesitate to use the word manipulate, but I'll use it because that's what's coming up. It's a direct way to... Um, manipulate that experience to to create that experience that that you want mm-hmm. to have. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, if you want to feel disconnected from people, you know, there's a certain process that you'll go through to feel disconnected. Um, the other day, I was having a weird experience because I am, um, and then, yeah, and someone's interpretation of that was that oh, your aura is doing this thing, but. That's how they've. Well, that's how they've chosen to. Um, and there's a belief yeah, yeah, system yeah. for them, so it yeah, works yeah, for them. Yeah. I mean, I believe in it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm laughing because I can imagine what that moment was like, not because I just believe it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so the people's reactions to me was interesting, and um, in that for whatever reason, all these different 
stranger people, things, you know, everyone's like smiling at me like I've either had something on my face or <laughs> there was some big joke that I didn't know um, that was going on, but it was just a reaction to people around me. Mm -hmm. um, and again, so what is that? Is that is that that I've opened myself up and put myself out and was generating that kind of psychic energy that just made people want to be connected. Likewise, I could have had a grimace on my face and looked mean and then watch how people react to you in that sense. So I guess that's, you know, when you say, well, what does that mean to me in terms of spirituality or spirit? It would be having that connection in a conscious sort of sense. So I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm doing this thing consciously versus being unconscious or being unaware or, or the system's playing me. I think, I think that me. for me is like, is the sort of linchpin key is like, there's a level and, and you can call it spirit or you cannot if that mm. word doesn't suit you. Because, you know, like there, there are a lot of words that just because of your own experience with them, they, yeah. they grate on you, don't they? And so, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of crazy experiences with new age communities and maybe spirit or spirituality grates on them. Mm. But I think that there is a realm of sort of consciousness and we can call that awareness or we can call that consciousness or whatever, but that is sort of beyond what we normally interact with and, and access. But see, I don't think there's a normal. I think there's... Maybe. I think it's... Uh, I'm choosing to be unconscious and just go on automatic pilot or sometimes I choose to, you know, fly the ship. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I don't think, and I think, and that is normal. Yeah. As in, so there's no, I don't think there's an abnormal or a not normal. I think there's a, you know, there's times when I do want to just be on automatic pilot and I'll accept whatever emotions that I get and yeah. the experiences yeah. I have and all of that. Yeah. But then there's other times when I want to be in control of that. Right. Experience. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true for me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so did we it's answer your lady's question? I don't know. I mean, I, th I think the whole thing about this question for me that, that I found so intriguing, I suppose this hmm. is like the thing is that everybody is going, and this is sort of an example of kind of evolving ideas through yeah, conversation yeah, and stuff yeah. that you don't really necessarily settle and you have new experiences and you sort of read something and you kind of reflect on something in a different way. But I think that what's great about this question that I loved is that really everyone's going to have a different answer to it. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. and that, you know, sometimes that's not that, quite as true yeah. with certain questions, but I think that will, and, uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think people, again, it'll be based on what is, what's the input that you put in? What's the patterns? What's the, you know, how are you creating meaning out of those things? So your lady, right. like I think for her, for me, the way she asked the question for me, I would say they're one in the same. Because right. otherwise, it would mean that a, you know that that human and spirit that you don't have a spirit that it's some separate thing. Right. So I got to leave my human body and right. become some other being. Right. Whereas what I'm gathering from you, you are wanting to pull back the layers and connect with your spirituality. So you are wanting to be human. And so that is being the best human that you want to be. Doesn't mean that that might be the best yeah. human that I want to be. I might just want to be the you know richest yeah. person in the world. That might be being the best human to me. And so I'll do those things that right. to achieve those. So I think I guess my how I was hearing that question is well, yes, it's about being the best human that you, Sarah, right? Want but to some be. some people's best human isn't going to have anything to do with spirit. Exactly. But yeah. it's still, it, it has everything to do with being human. So for right. me and her question was, yeah, it's just about being a better person. Yeah. <laughs> However but you want to define to, person. Yeah. yeah. According yeah. to how you want to define yeah. person, the, yeah. the person piece, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we can escape that. I don't think. I think we've gone around in circles in a great in a great way. So let the well, conversation no, that was, uh, Absolutely. I think it's a, a good way. And, um, a couple of th reference texts that I've been reading, which, I mean, it's just, this was one yeah. of the things that arbitrarily, well, maybe it isn't, maybe it happened by design that we're having this conversation. But um, 
um, reading the Mihala, Chick Mahala's book on flow. Okay, right. Um, and he kind of explores a whole sort of consciousness and right. how you can get into that flow state. Uh, the unc- the uh, conscious robot by okay. a guy named Paul Kawatz or something, which is a pen name. Okay. Um, basically, he's arguing against free will and it's just your genes that are pulling all the strings, pleasure, right. pain, concept. Right. Um, and then Maslow's book on... Farthest reaches of human No, the, no. Um, the psychology of being. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that one. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, so that's kind of feeding into this. Um, and then another book that's feeding into it, it's uh, called the NLP, Com- Comprehensive NLP or something like that. Right, okay. Um, but that whole system of NLP is about how do you how do you use the system, this maps you create yeah. and how do you manipulate the maps? How do you yep. enhance your experience through using your, your mind? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the other text is from Jung um, on active imagination. Because right. he was, again, for him, it was, you know, we're at our best when we're at play and using your imagination to enhance the experience that you're having. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the... the author of this other book but the mythic imagination um is the title of the book but that's about consciously creating myths that help you to you know yeah so i want to believe in x so create that but then that helps you to integrate your different parts right right then you can have conversations with that bit of you and right and so yeah so those are all the sort of source texts that are bouncing around into my brain (laughs) at present yeah yeah cool so okay i think that's a a good episode coming back off of our break i'm looking forward to um unpacking our experiences of the camino because again it'll be another one of these things where and we walked the camino i know we walked different parts of of it it, yeah but the what our experiences was alike along those um i look so look forward to yeah it's like next week uh, yeah, we can do that next yeah. week. Yeah, so Sounds as long as good. you've had time, I mean, I've had Many enough. Years. I've had enough time to integrate. Every mine, time you so. ask me, it'll be a different, different yeah, answer. So we might as well. I know that you're still um, <laughs> processing <laughs> yours. So yeah, if you want to, if yeah. you're happy to do next week, I'm happy yeah. to uh, have that experience next week as well. So okay, cool. all right, good stuff. <laughs>